Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome back to the Leaving Eden Podcast. This is a bonus episode of the Leaving Eden Podcast. Sadie is not with you today. My name is Gabriel Hakoen, as always. Um, and today I've brought with me my good friend, sexologist, therapist, Liat Fruman. You remember her from when we did our Fundy Sex Advice episode back in February. We had such a good time and we just had to bring her back on. How are you doing today, Liat? I'm doing good. Um, they found Alicia Navarro, which I'm very excited about. I don't know if you, any of you are true crime people, but um, that's my good news for the week. So thanks for having me. Don't really follow true crime outside of the stuff <laughs> of this podcast, but I'm happy that for you that that's happened. Um, say, as I said earlier, Sadie is not with us because uh, it is the summer and she is having a little break uh, because she has a yet to be disclosed positive, excellent life change that is happening for her that we are very happy about at this moment. And we're just giving her a little bit of extra time to, 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 to let that happen. I'll let her make that announcement when we are back next week, because we will be back next week with the Alberta Rivera part two episode. But I figured that I didn't want to leave you guys hanging for two weeks straight of no content. So brought back a good friend today. Leah, what are we talking about? We're talking about the Jewish matchmaking show on Netflix. I know we're a little late to the party on that one. Yes, I'm really excited <laughs> for this one because as soon as the show dropped, we had people in the Facebook group being like, Gabby, what do you think about this? Gabby, what do you think about this? Sadie and I talked about like, kind of, well, do we want to talk about this? Because it's like a religion thing and it's also a dating thing. And it's also like, it, it could be an interesting look into the, but like, we just couldn't really justify spending a whole episode on it, but it's nice to have a little bonus episode with it. Um, and it's nice to have somebody like yourself 
who is a actual sexologist, who is actually a... I thought you were uh, going to say a Jew. <laughs> well, you're also Jewish. We're both Jewish. And so we can talk about this um, and on this show to talk about this. And this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited for this. I have a question for you. I don't know if I've ever asked you this question before. Um, so your family, you're Jewish. Your family came from Eastern Europe, right? From from Russia, yes. Ukraine, Lithuania, that area? Yeah. So my family always said to watch Fiddler on the Roof, and that's pretty much our story. Mine too, which is a lot of fun, <laughs> um, except for when they get kicked out. Uh, I didn't like the scene. We might be related, you know, go go far back enough, but... <laughs> I mean, it's entirely possible. <laughs> we might be distant, distant, distant cousins. We're all... Uh, related. That's why there's the uh, the Tay-Sachs situation. Are you a Tay-Sachs? I'm not a Tay-Sachs carrier. Are you a Tay-Sachs carrier? You know, I don't even know. <laughs> well, I'm not. Anyway, the my great-grandparents had an arranged marriage. Did anyone in your family have an arranged marriage? Not to my knowledge. I'm sure that... I mean, going far back enough, I'm sure, yeah, but like no one in my immediate, you know, last couple of generations that I would know about. Interesting. Okay. Because the concept of having a matchmaker and, and they've had, and, and, and people do love dating shows. People do love dating TV shows, but the concept of having a matchmaker is very much a thing in certain Jewish communities. And it's also a thing in certain Indian communities. And so I guess Netflix has seen fit to make TV shows about matchmakers in those communities. It's nice to see some Jewish representation. And I went into it with a little bit of like reticence. I'm like, how are they going to do this? Is this going to be good? Is this going to be bad? I didn't even watch it until now because I know how we're, the Jews are usually per, per, portrayed by the media, especially Netflix in recent history. So I um, really didn't want to see anything that was going to make us look bad. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. I thought, you know, some individual Jews didn't look great, but Jews as a whole. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but the, the matchmaker herself, Aliza, uh, she seemed like she, I, I really liked her. She was her. great. She was great. No, I loved her. <laughs> I liked about this show that there was a good combination of Jews who were more secular and there were jews on there who were very much like religious very observant and there was a good mix of like the spectrum between those two things i loved how eliza like asked for them to get really specific in like what they did and did not observe because that really is how jews are you really can't define us by you know what synagogue denomination you grew up in there's so many different like levels to it I mean, it's it's very interesting because on one hand, it's a bit easier in that for us, it's like, are you like, how observant are you? And you can be like, okay, well, I'm kosher in the house, but like when I go out to eat, it's whatever. Or you can, and you can have something like, I want somebody that matches that general level of religious observance. Or you can be like, I want somebody who like will turn their phone off completely on Shabbat and not be on their phone and just like observe it in this way or that way or the other way. And you can say, this is the person who I have for you. I, we found somebody at a similar level, but it's not the same as for a lot of Christians. Um, mm -hmm. And I know this from talking to Sadie that if the person isn't the right brand of Bible believing Christian, if you're like a fundamentalist, then 
you're going to have a bit of trouble there and you're not going to necessarily be able to to be a good match for each other in that way um and there are so many different like permutations of that whereas us it's more of just like i don't want to say like a, a one-dimensional spectrum yeah, but it's like it's a jew it's a jew it's you know for yeah. most of us anyway think that way <laughs> yeah um so this show uh, i i think there were uh eight or ten episodes and in eight episodes and in each episode there were a few single people that Aliza found to uh and and to try to find matches for these people and they ranged from um Danny in the first episode is she I mean she's very secular I mean she lives in Miami she likes uh uh living in Miami she likes that lifestyle but she was looking for somebody who matched generally her level of religiousness to we also had somebody who was from an observant orthodox woman who was looking for a husband from that community and i thought that they were both portrayed very well um in that they were unapologetic in what they were looking for and i thought that was nice to see yeah i mean honestly i think all the women came off pretty uh pretty okay in my eyes yes and not all of the men did. No, <laughs> no, they did not. No. Do you want to? Do you want to talk about Ori? This the man that we're talking about now. His name is Ori Basley. He is an Israeli American who lives in Los Angeles. He lives at his parents' house, and he works for his mother's event planning company. Um, and he he does wedding planning. I took some notes, and I just wrote down Ori, and then I wrote in quotes, "My mom is the best person." And then I drew an arrow next to it and wrote, oh, no, <laughs> very, very familiar to me. <laughs> this is, I, I, there seems to be a thing in Israel with some type of Israeli men where they are like very into their mom and like I respect it. It gets to be a point where it's like enough. Um can I, can I share a personal story? Yeah. If you want to, I mean, I'm just going to say that like the mama's boy is definitely a Jewish stereotype that you do yeah. see. And it was very funny to see it. So like encapsulated. So like, but, but share your story. Oh God. It, I, if it's too embarrassing, you'll edit it yes, out. But, if it's um, too embarrassing that um, <laughs> you'll tell me what you think after. Yeah. <laughs> So when I was first living in Israel, I dated this guy for a while who was kind of like Ori. Um, as I said, every guy I dated there was kind of like him. But um, he would go to his parents' house every Friday night for Shabbat dinner, as Israelis do. And um, one day, it was Friday afternoon, and we were sitting on his couch making out. I'm literally like, I'm, I'm straddling him. You know, we're kissing, we're making out. His mom calls. He literally like picks me up and tosses me to the side and jumps up and is like, I gotta go! And just like left because his mom called. That's really funny. I know. <laughs> I mean, that, I guess that's a little sweet, but also that's a little no, weird. No, like, it's, it's, it's weird. <laughs> you, could, you could do it in a more like, you know, I'm so sorry, I gotta go. Like, <laughs> he's just like, I gotta go. Like, and he just runs off. Like literally <laughs> threw me off him. <laughs> so... Aliza comes to Ori's house, to, to Ori's parents' house where Ori lives, and said and he like sits and she like sits down with Ori and is like, okay, tell me what it is that you're looking for. And 
Ori has like the most like incredibly specific narrow thing that he's 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 so like and I'll put the uh, Ori isn't a bad looking guy. He isn't an ugly. Oh no, man, he was cute. Anyway. He was cute. He's, he's a perfectly uh, uh, nice looking gentleman, but <laughs> basically saying what I want is I want and a blue eyed blonde haired Israeli woman who speaks Hebrew. Um, okay, and that's wants to live in L.A. Like who, not who, in who wants to live in Los Angeles with me in my parents' house, and is also Moroccan, and is also my mother actually. <laughs> To Elisa's credit, she doesn't get the blue-eyed, blonde-haired thing immediately, but he sets, but she sets Ori up with an incredibly beautiful woman who seems like she is very smart and very capable. Yeah, she was too good for him, and she like a, a truly gorgeous she, woman. She was also very Israeli. She had that like Israeli woman attitude where she was like not putting up with his nonsense. Yes, I loved it. So Aliza gave a lot of like interesting um, snippets of like dating advice throughout the show. And um, I couldn't decide if I loved or hated how she like made them into these like cutesy little phrases and acronyms. Um, it was almost fun to it. Like with the way that Sadie describes um, like the little. Uh, yeah. I thought it was more like a trying to do a shtick for TV type, but yeah, I, I could see what you're saying. Like the, I mean, the one that that popped into my head was "date him till you hate him." Oh my god, I was just about to talk about that. I had it written down and starred. <laughs> tell me, tell me what you think about this. So what did, well, what did you think of it? So, um, for context, one of so Eliza, the matchmaker, she has a bunch of phrases that she tells people because basically, how she does is she will um, get your criteria and she will have, I guess, a Rolodex of people who are also looking for things all around the country or even out of the country as well. And she will find you somebody and be like, this person could be the right person for you and then put you in contact. And she you. also, she kind of presents herself as I'm not just a matchmaker, I'm a relationship coach. So she's constantly giving these like nuggets of wisdom out to the, uh, people looking for matches and the the Netflix audience, whatever, <laughs> that are like designed to be these cute snippy things to, I assume, so you remember them. Yes. Um, and, and one of her phrases that she uses is date him till you hate him. Because, I mean, she's basically trying to say, well, if you meet somebody and right away it isn't just like absolute heat, absolute yes, that doesn't mean that it's going to be a failure. You know, sometimes you, you sometimes, you know, you, you meet somebody and it's like a slow burn and you have to really like want to, you have to go until you make sure that you're like, oh, absolutely not. Rather than. So what do you think of this, Gavi? What do I think of this? Hmm. Mm -hmm. On one hand, I am very much one of those people who's like, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. You know what I'm saying? Really? No, I don't know what you're saying. You don't know that? You've never heard like I mean, no. That's a thing? Yeah. Tell me about that. So so it's basically <laughs> like if you're not really excited to go out with somebody, then you if, at least for me personally, if I'm not really excited to go out with somebody, then I would just honestly rather not. So I'm more like a, a rule of threes type person. 
Like, I feel like you should give somebody three dates. And obviously that doesn't apply if you get like fearing for your safety or like, I just completely hated this person. But if you had like a good enough time and like you had good conversation, you had fun, but like maybe they're not exactly what you're looking for the chemistry is not there you know physically they're not really your type i feel like you got to give it another two dates okay i think that's fair because a lot of times people are awkward at first people can be awkward at first and i have to remember that like i'm a very outgoing person i can walk up to almost anybody and say anything that i want to if i want to and that's just kind of how my personality is and not everyone's and i'm the complete opposite yeah I don't know. I, th- I think it's, I think it's interesting. Um, but that was one of her phrases that she uses to, who did she say that to? I think she said it to Ori because he said like, basically he kept repeating if there's no chemistry, like I'm not going to go out with them again. Like if I'm not attracted to them, I'm not going to go out with them again. And sh- I think she was trying to be like, you know, like maybe they're not a blonde haired, blue eyed Mizrahi Israeli living in you know, the same city as you, but that doesn't mean that there's not going to be something there. Give it another chance. You know what I read that as when she said that to him, I read that as dude, you live with your parents. I set you up with the most gorgeous woman that you have ever seen in your entire life. And you're like, I'm not sure there's really anything here. I'm not sure I'm really attracted to her. Um, and she's just like, you're a f- idiot you need to go out with her again i did you a huge solid i had to pull in a lot of favors to make this actually happen you better not just say uh no thanks after one date that's how i read that one as i mean well i think that that's part of the problem with um secular people using a matchmaker is most secular people things like looks and chemistry is kind of what they're looking for um in the religious community as much as i understand it's a lot more about like your values, your goals, you know, like personality, yes, attraction, yes, but there's way more that's playing into it. Because you could tell on this show, like a lot of times these people would meet somebody that wasn't physically their thing. And you can tell that they're like kind of trying to dance around and give these like, you know, nonsense excuses and reasons why they're not interested in a second date when it was pretty obvious they just didn't want to sleep with them. You know, a couple of the people even said that, like, Oh, you know, I kind of want to tell Elisa I'm looking for someone who I want to sleep with, but you know, I I can't really do that. That was interesting. I think that the the good uh, 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 counterpoint to somebody like Ori that we can talk about is somebody like Faye. So I wanted, I wanted. Oh, she was great. So <laughs> Faye is um a, a, a living in New York City. She is a uh, uh, or was at the time of filming. Um, 29 years old. Uh, she's an entrepreneur. She founded a mental health app designed for the Orthodox Jewish community. She was looking for a for a match in her or in the Orthodox community. She said either as observant or more observant than she is. And see, this was really interesting to me. Yeah, and so she ended up getting set up with Shia, who she ended up not continuing to go out with because they weren't at the same level of religious observance which was too bad because they had a lot of chemistry um i was like that's a lot they look like they're having a great time but at the same time like that's what i was just saying like when you're religious they're dating for something more than you know just that spark i actually thought it was really beautiful and mature how the two of them like sat down and had that conversation about where they were at and 
each one of them was like very concerned with, you know, I don't want to put expectations on my partner that I can't meet. Like, I don't want to, um, that they can't meet. I don't want to force them to live this lifestyle. That's not for them. Like, this is great, but we're going to go our separate ways. And there was also the scene in which Shia goes in to talk to his rabbi about this Mm -hmm. problem. And he says, I loved that scene. Yeah, It was really interesting because Shia goes into basically because the issue here is that Faye is more religiously observant than Shia. Like she prays more than he does and she's, um, or, or more often than he does. And her, I mean, just her, her general level of religious observance is higher than his. He's kind of like the bad boy from Yeshiva. <laughs> yeah, of course, the bad boy from Yeshiva for like everybody else listening to it for like you or me is just like, oh, that person's really observant. But for the Orthodox community, he's like the, I mean, if, if I'm trying to do the, the fundy equivalent, he's like the, the, the fundy equivalent is the guy who wears short sleeve button down shirts rather than long sleeve button down shirts, I think is the fundy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she meets, he's like, I, she is more religiously observant than I am. What do I do about this? And he goes to talk to his rabbi about it. And his rabbi is like, look like a lot of times actually what we do is we encourage you to like date up as far as religious observance goes Mm -hmm. and that was that was really interesting to me because the rabbi was like if you think you could be at her level eventually then i would encourage you to go forward with it Mm -hmm. but i guess he didn't think that he would get to her level well he also said that he wanted he wanted somebody who was going to like uh, appreciate him for where he's at now in case he never gets to that level. You know, he said like of course I aspire to that but like also that's just not who I am and I don't want my wife to have to wait for me to become something. Um, which I actually found really beautiful. And I think that's also a very mature decision. And mm-hmm. I, I do think it's very interesting because in a lot of shows, especially ones on Netflix, Orthodox Jews aren't necessarily always portrayed in the most positive way. And to be fair, there mm-hmm. are a lot of issues in Orthodox Jewish community that are very similar to a lot of the issues that exist in Christian fundamentalism. Of course, though, Varying by community, varying of course. Varying by community, varying by uh, which which Orthodox dynasty uh, or which, um, mm-hmm. that's the right word, dynasty, right? Whether you're like um, Chabad or whether you're Satmar know. or whether you're one of these other ones. What I really appreciated about this was that um, I think a lot of times these negative portrayals um, like make the women seem very oppressed and make it seem like it's a very patriarchal society. And I thought the conversation between um, Shia and his rabbi was very much like respecting the woman. And that's not to say that that doesn't exist. That, um, that Yes, no, that's what I'm saying is that they, pre- yeah. Yeah, and, and that's not to say that, that yeah, that there, isn't, yeah, yeah. Uh, that there aren't absolutely uh, situations where- There is sexism. There is sexism. There is there is like legit patriarchy and there is Misogyny. abuse mm-hmm. of women, um, that sort of thing that absolutely very much does happen. And there have been a lot of recent exposés and a lot of people who have had that experience who are coming out and talking about it now. And I think that those people are very brave for doing so. And where there is actual abuse going on, that needs to t- be, be a- talked about. Yeah, talked about and adequately brought yeah. to the light. And there has to be like justice as far as that goes. The one thing that I do think is that very often, 
I, I don't want to say all Orthodox Jews dress the same because they don't. A lot of Orthodox Jews dress in a very similar fashion. And so you can't exactly tell who's part of one group and who's part of a different group just based on how somebody dresses. And so you wouldn't know the difference between one or the other, whether or not there's one. I think the religious community would argue, but. <laughs> right. But if you're just a secular person looking at that. Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, because. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I was kidding. You and I could, <laughs> could see a guy uh, wearing a strimal or somebody wearing like a, um, a, a, a kippah and somebody else wearing a strimal and we would be like oh those two guys are wearing different hats but like but like those guys would both be wearing like black coats and white shirts and somebody else would look at them and say oh clearly those guys are yeah but the type of yarmulke tells a lot i mean it, it does and there's like all the all the signaling that goes on with that <laughs> um no but i did i do think that like i guess as as this show goes we do like to say that we support freedom of religion and if it is your choice to live a more religiously conservative voice uh life that is your choice as long as that is your choice we're we are supportive of that and that's all i kind of wanted to say but i do think that um this was maybe a bit more positive than a lot of the things that we've seen a lot of the media that we've seen covering orthodox mm -hmm. jews lately Going back to Faye's scene, um, I wanted to go back to Eliza's quippy uh, slogans. What did you think of the due date? Because that was the cringiest one for me. Which one was that? Do you remember no, that? I don't remember this one. <laughs> so she talked about how important it was to discuss your due date, not do like a baby, but D-E-W, dating, engagement, wedding, timeline. So how long are you going to date for? How long do you get engaged? How long will you be engaged for? I mean, I guess if you're, <laughs> if you're like, if, 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 and this is very different if, because she, she is doing a match in the Orthodox community where they do tend to be like, yes. okay, we've been going out for a month. Let's get married. Great. Two weeks from then they're married. Like that's like a thing that's been known to happen and you're like okay great you're married now like but i think it's also important for secular people to discuss that do you not oh i agree with you fully i i i definitely agree with you like if you're going out with somebody and, and they're and you're like i absolutely want to have children and they're like i don't know if i do and then at, but like my biological clock is ticking oh yeah that's a deal that breaker can, that absolutely um, should be an issue that you talk about and that you discuss. Mm -hmm. But what about like, let's say you, I mean, you're a 30 year old man. Yes. Yes. I'm 30. We're 30. Um, <laughs> when you get into a new relationship now, um, is that something you talk about? Hypothetically speaking, hypothetically speaking and not, um, because I am in a relatively new relationship. So I'm, I, I, I know, I know. Hypothetically speaking, you know, unrelated to your current relationship. I, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think about how I can talk about this without, if I started going out with somebody like, cause this has also happened to me before where I've gone out on a date with somebody and this person said, ideally I would like to be married within two years. And I'm like, yeah, that's a lot of pressure on like a first date. Yeah. And, or, or like even a second or a third date, they're like, ideally I would like mm -hmm. to be married within two years. And I'm like, cool. It, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it is a lot of pressure because you can be like, I like, it takes me more than two or three dates to decide whether or not I would feel like I'm wasting your time. Like that's very much a situation for me where I'm just mm -hmm. like, 
well, if I can't, if you want to be married within two years and I can't give you an absolutely, you're the person who I think I would marry within like a, a mm-hmm. month or two, then I'm going to be just like, I'm out because I like, cause you don't want to waste their yeah, time. Cause I don't want to yeah. be a jerk and I don't want to like string them along. And string- it's so hard as you like get to be this age 30, because, um, a lot of women start fearing that they're not going to be able to have children. And so I think a lot of people start putting pressure on earlier, um, as you're approaching 30. No, that's, that's true. Is that, I mean, 30 definitely seems like that's the I mean, like the mark where people are just like, okay, game on. Like I had the twenties are over. Now it's time to get serious. Let's do this. Like, so what are the things that you think should be talked about? Like on a first date or within the first three dates, let's say. Well, I think that one of the most important things is to understand that you share the same values and these don't have to necessarily be religious values but these have to be mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. um like for instance i want to talk about somebody who is was a joy to watch on this show uh, his name was stewart and he was in the later uh, uh, a few episodes and i absolutely loved him but one of the things that he talked about when he was talking to eliza um he was describing the woman who he would want to marry and he would want to have children with he was saying i can't stand anyone who there's any level of racism or homophobia or any level of viewing people as lesser than you because they're different from you i can't stand any of that and then didn't he say like unless they're hot or something yeah unless i mean but that was clearly a joke Um, no, I know. He, I, I found him very funny. <laughs> Stuart was, I, I feel like we suffered through the Ori's in the first few episodes so that we can get to the Stuarts at the end of the episodes. No, but for me, I think that there is one, and this is kind of a theory that I have, and I'm going to posit this theory now and here, not, and this is kind of half-baked, is that I think that apart from like, what am I attracted to physically, like, what genders of people am I attracted to this, that, the other, like what age am I looking what level of commitment? There's another like aspect of this that I think is that, that I think is sometimes missing. And I think that Stuart is a good example of that, which is, are you a normie and do you want to date a normie? All right. You're going to need to tell me what you mean by normie because you texted me this a couple days ago. No, I'm, I'm trying to think, how do I explain normie? I'm going to look up like, <laughs> like okay so for instance Stuart, for example went on uh he's, he's 51 years old and aliza said he's he's a, a a very sweet man a very funny man just totally off the wall humor wise and aliza first set him up with a woman and she seemed like she was a very nice woman, but she was absolutely a normie. It's interesting that that was your takeaway from their meeting. Um, because I see what you're saying now. Like he was like way more quirky and she was a little bit more like, um, I want to say Christian girl, uh, fall, but like, obviously she's not Christian. Yes. (laughs) She had very much like she showed up to the date. Like she was, um, like they met at a restaurant or something and she showed up to the date. Like she was, um, like a teacher would dr- like. So wh- where I was going to go with this was like what I picked up way more from their date was that she just wasn't feeling it. Yes. Like, and I noticed that in a lot of the dates is like, you could tell when people were bored and a lot of times, I mean, probably because it's re- reality TV, they were like, Oh yeah, he seemed really nice. I would love to go out with him again or her again. But like, you could just tell they were so bored. 
which is fair. I mean, like I'm in a relationship, but before that I was on, you know, internet dating. Um, and when you're out there going on dates, you sit through a lot of really just boring dates where you're not vibing with the person. So I was getting less normie, more just bored. <laughs> because like the next woman that Stuart was set up with was this woman who was a comedian and she was also, uh, I believe she she was like, uh, a, a, she had Tourette's and she was a disability rights activist. So wait, here's my question for you. Is there a high rate of Tourette's in the Jewish community? Because I never heard that, but then this is the second reality TV Jew that has Tourette's that I've, I've seen. You know, I don't know. I'm referring to to Lauren. Lauren, was, what was her name from... Oh, right, fiance. who hooked up with the, the soldier on birthright and then actually got married. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that. Let me see. Let me look this up. Um, she had Tourette's. Hmm. I just pulled up a study that said that it's not more prev- prevalent, but. I mean, I guess this is just like two people that we've. That, that's a small sample. But like, still, like, there's not that many reality TV shows featuring Jews. And so to have two uh, Jews on reality TV with Tourette's, it's, a, it's pretty significant. No, two reality TV Jews on dating shows. Nonetheless, I don't know. I, I, they started going and she was like a stand-up comedian and he was cracking jokes on. I'm like, there we go. Like, this is more like it. Like I liked them a lot. Like I'm, I'm trying to think of another example of this. Like I, I, I the way that I would describe normie is like the opposite of weirdo, but like weirdo not in a bad way, weirdo in like a good way. Like you can mm, gotcha. like normie and weirdo aren't like good or bad things. But it's like, are you a normie or are you a weirdo? And do you want to date other normies or do you want to date other weirdos? Like that's the that's like the the another level of orientation I feel like is lacking from a lot of stuff and i think that was one of the issues i did like Stuart a lot though he was very funny i mean would you say that you're a normie or would you say that you're i wouldn't say that you're a normie oh no i'm very weird yeah. i i was uh nominated for class weirdo in high school for my senior superlatives yeah see that that's how we know that you're absolutely not a normie you even have um, a, a, you're a runner-up and not being a normie which is i think yeah the not no uh <laughs> You know who I did like was Harmony. I loved Harmony. She was my favorite. She kind of reminded me of my sister, actually. Um, really? Yeah. Well, my sister's also like blonde and very into unicorns and sparkles. And uh, <laughs> But I found her very sweet. I found her to be really likable. So Harmony is a 44-year-old woman. I mean, she, she looks great. She looks fantastic. Oh, she was beautiful. And uh, like I... I don't know if it's just like she lives in California and she cares a lot about the way that she looks, but she was, she was just, a, she looked very like she's 44 year old. She did not look like she was 44 years old. She, my favorite thing that she said was that she feels very powerful as a Jewish woman looking for love at 44. I was like, good for you. She's an extremely charismatic person. Um, oh, she was great. <laughs> she was a lot of fun to watch on camera just to talk about stuff, but she's just like, so something I really loved about her is Aliza told her that she has to date differently than what she has been dating in order to get what she wants. And Harmony's like, and- no. 
No, no. <laughs> she seemed to take it to heart. She like really gave the guys a chance. I I thought she seemed like genuine. But then she broke no, like all her so? own rules. No, no, because one of the one of the rules that Elisa was trying to because. Harmony. Yes, yes, the showman gear. Harmony was like she. She's a, a woman who's just. She's. You can tell that she's very empowered. She's also very sexually empowered. Um, she says mm-hmm. this herself is, and she's just like, I need that like fire. She's just like, I need to see somebody and be just like, yes, I, like let's go. Then she at one point referring to to the date um, that she was set up on. He got more attractive as he was talking. So I felt like she really like embraced that idea of like, I'm going to try something different. Like I'm going to give them a chance, even if they're not like physically my type to begin with. Um, you know, it didn't work out, but I, I felt that she was giving that a, a shot. No, I think that was f- the one thing was that uh, Elise was like, you should try not touching him for like five dates. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> She immediately broke it. Immediately. Like, no, I want to. Like, as soon as he gets out of the car, she's just like, she gives him like a big hug and she's like, I'm Harmony. And she's like, there's that one out of the <laughs> I did love Harmony, though. She was a, the one thing that was a little bit odd to me. She goes into her bedroom and it's like full of like unicorns and sparkles and like pink and purple. And it low. I loved it. I mean, it's fantastic, but it also like low key looks like a 13 year old girl's room a little bit. All right. So you're never invited to my house. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what your, is that what your room looks like? Is it like, I I literally, I, I have a stuffed cow sitting on my lap right now. Um, Okay, but that's cute. I mean, it wasn't here before, but my dog just stole it and ran into the room, and it's it's my cow. So. Okay, but do, but does your bedroom have like like is it all just there's there's quite a bit of stuffed animals and an American Girl doll and okay, but is it like pink? But does it like look like it's like a bedazzled thirteen year old girl's room? So it, it would be pink if my boyfriend would allow that, but. <laughs> No, it'd probably be yellow. But I was uh, talking to my girlfriend, um, and we were watching this, and she was like, "The one thing about this to me it, that she said was, she's just like this woman's house is like like her, this woman's bedroom. It looks like a thirteen year old girl's room, and I would not want to bring somebody back to that room if it looked like that because I think that would be weird." Is what she said to me, and I'm like, "Fair point." But also the thing that I do appreciate about appreciate about people like Harmony and people like Stuart as well is that and people like Faye is that they're like, this is who I am and I am not going to mm-hmm. uh, change who I am for somebody else. They're unapologetically themselves. And that was the thing that I thought was the most. Oh, what was that girl? Nikisha. She was also very like unapologetically like this is who i am and like i'm looking for someone who just like takes me like as i am and i thought she was great because her big thing was that she was that she has a motorcycle well it wasn't just that it's she's a um black jew who's you know like a, a larger woman um she's reformed but like judaism is very important to her and she's like I live in Kansas. Nobody knows what to do with a, a Jew of color. Like, uh, you know, I'm struggling. <laughs> Which fair to her. That's a, a real struggle that uh, I've talked to yeah. people who are, 
who have dealt with that same issue uh people who i am friends with and they're like it kind of sucks out here like out in in like the midwest and stuff and i i liked her personally but i could see a world in which people who are watching this show might not like her if maybe they were a bit more just like disliking towards fat people in in that one of the things that she said was she's like if somebody's going to be fat in the relationship it's going to be me so i want a skinny boy and i'm like <laughs> i'm like you know what? i respect it that didn't bother me because i was like she knows what she wants she knows who she is like Everyone has a preference. She's allowed to have a preference for a skinnier guy. Absolutely. I, I did find her saying that to be much less like it it, it it did not give me the ick factor that Ori's saying, I want a blue eyed blonde woman who is also my mother. Well, I mean, Ori was also kept saying that he wanted a supermodel and she was like, I just want a guy who accepts me for being fat, but he's not fat. Like, is that all the isn't that all that anybody wants is that is somebody that will accept us for who we are yeah i mean she's like this is who i am i like how i look i'm confident um i mean she was gorgeous and she wanted somebody yeah and she says i'm not going to change for somebody else which is something that i do appreciate whereas the thing that I, th I think more than anything else with Ori, the thing that kind of bothered me, one of the things that bothered me, among many things about him that bothered me, was that he had this general vibe of like, I know I'm a scumbag, ask, yeah. like, and I'm not, I, like, I know what I want and you know what I want, but I'm not going to say the quiet part out loud. Is kind yeah. of the, a lot of the vibe that I got from him. And he's just like, well, I wouldn't complain if she was this or that, but like, mm, you know, like it, it just, and he was just very kind of like wishy-washy and he did. The other thing was he, he described the woman that he went on a date with, who was a very beautiful woman. She seemed very smart, very accomplished, bilingual, by all accounts, a, a, a very intelligent person. And he called her, he like legit called her simple to her face. I think you were more offended by that than I was because you you brought that up um, in a text also. And when I I came to the scene because I hadn't yet seen it when you texted me that um, I took it more as he was like saying she's not like super complicated in that like she's not saying she wants one thing when she wants the other like more like she's straightforward. But it did come across as like yes. calling her dumb. But maybe that's also me just making excuses for, you know, every dude that you dated <laughs> when you like left this room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh man. Baruch Hashem. I'm in a healthier relationship now. It's not with the Jew, but you know, like we'll take what we can get. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's not a dude who secretly wants to be dating his mother. So that's, cool or oh no not so no. secretly wants to be dating his mother millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option i never really was a salad guy that's just not who i am but noom worked for me get your personalized plan today at noom.com Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Sadie here. If this is your first time listening to the Leaving Eden podcast, make sure you go back and check out episode 57. It's a primer episode for new listeners. That episode tells my personal story and gives you all the terms and information that you'll need to know going forward. Also, check out our cult true crime series, The First Family of Fundamentalism, so that you can get the whole cult story. If you like our show, you can support us by joining our Patreon, where we have extended and uncensored episodes, as well as other bonus content available. You can also join in the discussion in our Facebook group, that group is called Eden Exodus. Tell a friend, tell a family member, tell your worst enemy. The Leaving Eden podcast is a fully independent podcast, and we really appreciate your support. Now, back to the show. There was a, a few other people on this uh, that I don't know if I want to hit them. We didn't really talk about Danny Bergman. And I want to know what you thought about her because she's living in Miami. She's from California, but she lives in Miami. She has excellent eyebrows. Okay, so the best way to describe her is she rode in on a white horse to her bat mitzvah. Yes. She's just extra, like extra. She's she's a social media influencer whose whole page is pictures of her eyebrows in different locations, which like, not just extra, but like she's kind of got that like, like s- not like silly thing about her, but like she probably sees herself as like the funny one in the group. And I'm not saying that like, is that a bad thing? But like, you know, like she's not the person that I would be friends with, but I didn't dislike her. No. Do you think that she bullied people in high school? <laughs> you know, you know, my impression of her was like, she wasn't the girl at Jew camp that was bullying me, but she was friends with the girls who were bullying me, you know, like never did anything to stop it. But like also wasn't in on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so extremely specific no there's there's the, the reason why like we're uh, there's there's a term for uh for there's a there's a specific okay we can say it they can't unless they're jews so i think you should just say it i guess what she would be known as she would be seen as like a jewish american princess is the stereotype that she kind of fits into but i kind of love that for her almost like you had to have somebody in like that representation (laughs) yes yes and that's something about the show is is i mean we said this before but they did like a really good job of like getting a very round picture of what a jew is (laughs) there were a lot of different types of jews on this show they had like the ex-yeshiva dude who lives in the mountains now (laughs) Who, who went on a date with one of my sister's best friends, but that's all I'll say about that. At first, when he was first introduced, I was like, oh, he seems nice. And then like, as he was shown more, I was like, ooh, I can definitely see him being a huge I guess you lived in Colorado for a while. Yeah. But like, it, I mean, if you're from East Coast people, if they're jerks, then they'll just be jerks to you. And that's usually yes. true. But once you get like, 
west of he, like the, the vibes I got more from him was that like there's something slimy about him, like. And also just the fact that he has a child living in Israel that he never sees, like how good of a guy can you be? Granted, he was raised in uh, yeshiva and, and he went to, he, he was raised in like very orthodox and then he like left that. Which is hard, but personally I have had experiences and I know a lot of other people who have had experiences with ex um, yeshivas, yeshiva guys um, who are just completely creepy and like, really um try to coerce you into sex like really early on i don't know if it's that they have an idea that like all secular women are are slutty so they just think you're gonna sleep with them but like a lot of really aggressive behavior um i had to threaten to call the police on a guy once in israel who was formerly religious yeah i mean i don't know i didn't really like him he he gave me weird vibes and then the the other guy named noah this one was the one that i thought was really funny is that Noah, he's, he's the Israeli-Italian Jew um, living... Oh, I couldn't stand him. You didn't like him. He's, no, I didn't like him. The thing about him was that I'm like, he's, he's 24 and he's just like, I want to get married. Find me a woman. And I'm like, you're in... Like you are a, a, a nice looking young man and you live in Tel Aviv. What are we doing here? Yeah... I kind of got the vibe that he more just wanted to be on TV um, than get married because no 24 year old guy living in Tel Aviv is trying to get married. No, especially not one that like, <laughs> he's a very handsome young man. I yeah. Him, he's, he's a good looking young man. And then I do think that a lot of the men on this show really did not come across. Well, I think if we were ranking everybody, like the top tier is going to be like Stuart, all the women and like, Oh, harmony. <laughs> <laughs> like Faye, and they like go up top. Well, I I liked the guy who went out with Faye a lot, Shia. Yeah, I like Shia too, Shia. and I I liked him a lot. If they do season two, maybe they'll find maybe Shia will be like a you know how how they do with these shows is they'll be like you're on, but like I want to hold on to you so that um yes yeah yeah. I, I thought it was a very interesting lens through which you could view. oh, and there was also one more. There was Cindy who just like who was living in Israel and then she got out of a series. Oh yeah. She was interesting. She was interesting because she was like, this dude was late and he doesn't respect my time. And I'm also like, you're living in Israel and you're mad that this dude is. Nobody is on time. (laughs) It was so funny. She's like, why are you 15 minutes late? And he's like, because the bus was late. And I'm just like, no, he's the one who said that he took an old man's wallet to the police station. And she was like, yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> also, it's just like, I mean, for me personally, I do appreciate when people are on time. Like if people keep bailing on, like somebody being five, 10 or 15 minutes late, isn't a big deal to me. But like, if somebody like bails on me last minute, a bunch and this and that, and they keep canceling plans. Like for me, that's really annoying. And I can't stand that. I think, I think it was one of those situations where it probably wouldn't have bothered her that much if she was more into the guy. Um, that's what I thought, but I don't think she was that into it in the first place. So she was like more pissed off because we've all been there, you know, like where a guy's late or girl's late, but then they show up and you're like super into it. So you let it go. (laughs) The thing I did think was funny. She's like, you're late. And I'm like, you are living in Israel. Like no one, (laughs) nothing in that country has ever happened at the time that it was supposed to. 
No. In fact, I used to always be early to everything. And then I moved to Israel and now I'm, I'm often late. Um, I just got in the habit. It's just like time does not exist there. It's, uh, I mean, it's like being from Oregon where like people come out to Oregon and they're like, why does everyone drive five miles an hour under the speed limit? And the answer is that there's because they're all high. Everyone's high. At least that was the answer in Colorado. (laughs) And also there's nowhere that it's important for you enough to get there that you need to actually speed in order to get there. Like nothing that you're doing is so important that you actually need to go go there quickly (laughs) but that's kind of that's kind of the vibe for me i don't know i do think that um this was a very fun show to watch do you have any sort of like final thoughts about the show before we kind of wrap this one up wrap up this bonus episode yeah i mean like i'm you know i'm not too much of a dating show person in general reality show person in general but um I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm getting at. Yeah, I guess I for me it was just it's just interesting to view a culture through dating customs because so much of people like when we talk about fundamentalism on this show, so much of what the fundamentalism is based off of is like get you married and get you a family because the family is the center of everything and your marriage is the center of everything and getting married and having kids is the entire purpose of your mm-hmm. existence. And so it's very interesting, not saying that that's true with every culture, but that's also like, I mean, we're both Jewish. We both have had older members of our family being like, so when are you getting married? When are you going to have kids to us when we were? I think maybe because as I said before, like I dated all these guys. So maybe it would have been more interesting for me had it been um, a group that I'm not a part of or focusing more on the religious people because I'm, you know, more on the secular side of things. Um, So I see what you're saying. It is really interesting to view cultures through this lens. It just wasn't a different enough culture, I guess, for me. It was very much just like, oh, I know that guy. Oh, I know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was like, you know, (laughs) But at the same time, I was like, oh, this reminds me of how terrible dating is. And wow, I am so blessed that I have found such an amazing partner, um, whatever his background is. Yeah. I mean, it's either date the the goy friend or you're going to be stuck with Ori for the rest of your life. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like to think I've, I've learned a lot <laughs> since then, but um. But no, yeah. <laughs> I do. I do think that like watching this show through the lens of like, I'm happy with where I am right now. It was very much just like, Ooh, yikes. No, thanks. In a lot of these cases. And also I thought it was interesting. Um, I don't think any of the couples that were matched up on the show are still together as of now. No, I don't think so either. And so like at the end of the of the last episode when Elise is like, yeah, my job's really hard. Yeah. But like, I mean, what do we expect? Like, um, it's basically like internet dating, except for with an additional step in between, you know, like you see that these people are giving her criteria and whatever their criteria was, she was like, well, I know you said you want X, Y, Z, but how about, XYA, you know, like just one thing was um, really not aligned with what they were looking for. And obviously, that's not going to automatically have a great outcome and lead to marriage. Um, Nikisha. 
she specifically said she was looking within a certain age range and then she gave her matches that were like six years older or something. <laughs> like, Cause Nikisha is 25 and she was matching uh, her up with men who were like, with like 38 year olds, 36, 37, 38. And that's maybe like, and I know women who are in the age range of like mid to late twenties who are like, no, I would date a guy who's like 40. That's not an uncommon but a lot wouldn't. And <laughs> so I think that that, you know, has to be taken into account as like, yeah, it would be a lot more fun if you Google are so-and-so still together and they are, but at the end of the day, like these are people's lives. This is, they're looking for marriage or, you know, at least a serious relationship. Nick, I, I will say the one thing that Nikisha did say that really like put me off of her, not was, was she's just like, I don't want a bald guy. And I'm like, Hey, Hey, <laughs> she, she did say that. And then she was matched with a bald guy and she was like, Oh, he's cute. So yeah. like, I think she had an open mind. She also said that she wanted a guy who was fit and I didn't pay that much attention, but neither of the guys looked like they were like, you know, bodybuilders or gym guys. And she didn't seem to mind that either. So <laughs> I think that what she was doing was she was just like, this is like my dream list of, of, of Ideal. ideals. Yeah. And well, yeah. if he meets like, I mean, I, and, and that I think is a fair thing to do, which is where you can have a list of criteria of, of what you're looking for. And you can like rank things being like, this is the most important to, this is the least important to her credit. She was actually willing to give dudes who, absolutely 100% everything that she was looking for a chance. And she seemed like she was having a good time with those guys and she was happy with them. Yeah. At least, you know, at least giving them a chance. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, she had an open mind, which is all that anybody can really ask for because you never know what you're going to get, which is nice. I mean, my boyfriend was certainly, or certainly is not my type. Um, I say all the time, I don't know why I swiped right on you. Glad I did. But <laughs> Not my normal type. Well, he's, an, I mean, that kind of just says more about you than it does about him. Because he's a nice <laughs> man. <laughs> he's a nice man. And he likes sports, which you don't like. I hate sports. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Is his, his profile is very like, much like I like sports. <laughs> and that is just not me. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's a nice dude, though. I haven't met him. Oh, he's super nice. You go meet him. Like a, 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 a good natured gentleman um no the the number of like portland trailblazers basketball games that i've made my girlfriend watch while like games that they were actively <laughs> trying to lose towards the end of the season so that they could get better lottery odds of the draft pick um in in the nba draft so they could get a better rookie player i'm, I'm trying to think if, if there's anything else that we need to talk to uh, to talk about with this show before we kind of wrap it up. Um, this is kind of a free form episode and it's not really that it's kind of a bonus episode because I just wanted to get a little messy. We're sorry. A little messy. I just wanted to give people some content to listen to before or after the, um, uh, or, or to come out before we're, we'll be back next week. Actually, something that I did want to talk about is that Liat has a podcast that is coming out soon. Your I own do. show. Thanks, Gavi. Um, I've actually listened. We'll see. <laughs> I've actually listened to the first episode of this show uh, because she got me to edit it. Um, I'm, I'm doing the edits on this show, and I can say that it is very good. It's if if, if, if 
so it's it's do you want to give the whole what story? was your favorite thing about it gabby talk us up so yeah i'll, I'll talk <laughs> up their podcast so it's liat and uh her friend moshe who are both therapists which is wonderful um we do love therapists liat is a <laughs> uh sexologist moshe is also studying to be an orthodox rabbi so there is a very interesting and also very cool intersection between mental health and religion and you have somebody like yourself who is very much on the secular side of things and somebody like him who is very much on the religious side of things um and i do believe that personally the best way to make good content is to put two people who have a similar interest but have very different backgrounds in a room together and have them talk about that interest and so that's why i think this podcast is good um it's called thank you it's called the uh the we're new with this podcast and it isn't out yet but you can follow them on instagram right uh are you guys on instagram? yeah so uh yeah we don't have any posts yet but um it's at we're new at this um so give us a follow and you know we'll let you know when something's out um we're hoping to release an episode bi-weekly um at least for now and then maybe you know we'll do more as if <laughs> it picks up steam um but it's going to start up what you think about the fall sometime around then yeah within within a few weeks hopefully um i i mean i listened to it i thought it was great um their first episode is on something called nofap which you are extremely online. If you're extremely online as I am, you're familiar <laughs> with what NoFap is. Um, if you don't know what NoFap is, I'd highly suggest you either listen to it because you want to find out or not listen to it because you're probably better off not knowing what that is. Um, <laughs> but it was a good episode. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I want to thank you for coming on this uh, show this week. Thank you so much for having me. Um Anytime I'll come in last minute, but <laughs> Say, uh, Sadie's got some life developments that are excellent life developments that we are very happy about. Um, very positive, but those life developments have been occupying a lot of her time and a lot of her brain power. And she really just needed to not make a podcast episode for like two weeks. So that's what we did. Oh, she deserves a break. She do. She does deserve a break. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I can't wait to... We'll be back next week with part two of the Alberta Rivera thing, and then we're going to have our third anniversary episode. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.